Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, Maximum Octane. I'm super excited today, as always, for my guests. Um, Ask them to join me today, because many of you, and regardless of what industry or business you're in, have 10 million software items and tools and other things, and they don't see each other, they don't talk to each other, they don't know what the heck each thing is doing, and wasting a lot of time, a lot of money, and uh, most of you are not even using one-tenth of what any of them do, let alone combine, so I think it's really important to have a conversation. So joining me today from Shop Boss is Mr. Kurt Mize. He is the Director of Sales there. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Kim? I'm just fantastic. Thanks for asking. And a returning guest, Jesse Mehta. He's a co-founder and partner at 360 Payments. So he's going to be joining too, because you two seem to have been able to kind of work this out. And uh, so definitely want to pick your brain about it, because as I stated, it seems like we waste so much time in businesses of all these different pieces of tools and, and resources we have, but, but they don't communicate. And I have, when I'm in, when I'm asking for a client for, can you give me this number or tell me how many times this has happened? Or is this a, you know, one-off thing when you're complaining about this or saying, I feel this, or is, do you have data to prove so we can diagnose what's happening? And they're like, well, I don't know. And I got to pull one report from this thing and no, that doesn't read that it's totally separate. And this is on, and some of them even have it on different computers, which <laughs> like, I don't even know. There's like a cloud, there's this whole big thing out there. So I, I don't know which one of you want to start and help me, help me help them. Cause it's tough. Go for it, Kirk. Sure, I can get started. So I can speak on behalf of, of Shop Boss and what the value we've been able to bring to our customers, not just with the utilization of uh, a company like 360 Payments, but other integrated partners that we have. So it allows us the opportunity to really, for us specifically, focus on something that we do really, really well, right? And then lean on others who really excel in their field of expertise. And that's been the benefit of having 360 Payments as an integrated partner for us specifically, which works in conjunction with so many different business segments out there. So not just necessarily automotive, but, you know, you can be in the medical fields, uh, the restaurant sector, et cetera. So this gives us the opportunity, again, to just focus on what we do great, but then really rely on the resources out there um, 
of other companies. To so integrate. I have to interrupt you. Remember I warned you that could happen and you can see I'm like <laughs> jumping out of my seat right now. Right from the get, you said we can do what we're good at, that what we do really well. And that's my other pet peeve right now. Seems like every company is out to do 8,000 things. They did lawn care and now they're doing websites and they're doing credit cards and they're doing airplanes and they're doing, and it's like, wait, what, who are you and what do you do? And I'm all about expanding if it makes sense and adding profit centers. But when you're just, you know, the proverbial jack of all trades, a master of none. So I, I love that you're like, listen, this is what we do the best. This is what we are an expert in. So rather than try to reinvent the wheel and, and be out there doing something we don't have any business doing, we're going to partner up with another expert that complements what we do. So, okay. I'm excited. Sorry. No, hundred percent. And uh, hopefully I don't rub any feathers wrong, but you know, I, I look at it as we don't necessarily want to be the TGI Fridays. Okay. Although a great company, um, a great brand, but they did a lot of a, a lot of stuff, right? Uh, but nothing was just spectacular, in my opinion, right? So we want to make sure we, we're not that type of business. And and the fruit from that, it has allowed us to actually lead more times than not with our integrated partners because of what they offer and how good they are. So more often than not, we can go in, and that is really the driver of our software. You know, we tend to have so many competitors out there. We tend to kind of do the same thing, if you will. I mean, we definitely have some things that are much better. Other companies offer something that they really just specialize in as well. But when you can go in with an integrated partner who, uh, one, has the brand reputation as someone like a 360 payments and be able to speak to that and the benefits that not only does it give to the uh, a shop owner, but the benefits that it gives to their customers. That's when you're really the differentiator from your competition and those that you're doing business with. So it's it's really exciting. And we've seen the uh, positives from that firsthand. I, I Again, I just love that because, one, most companies don't even know what their value proposition is or what differentiates them. It's very easy to say we're better than X when, but why they can't give you, they start stuttering when you ask. And, you know, that. If, if you're not going to be all in and that's that goes with our shops or any business, when you start dabbling in this or that, or I think I'm going to maybe do mobile once in a while, or I'm going to start washing cars, whatever it is, like you have to be all in just like you did when you started the original business. You have to put every bit of effort, all the energy, all of the resource and make that commitment. But so often businesses just start to dabble here and there and it just it 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 causes sometimes the main business even to fail because you're you have so many weak branches going off. Yeah, I think so. Kim, that's uh, that's the same thing on a vendor side. Like you said, you know, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. There's this kind of you know thing out there where a lot of shops, you know, want want uh, one bill. You know, I want everything to do to to be done through through one company. You know, we're a one stop shop, and I think Kirk hit it on the head, like you get all of these things under one roof and you can only do so much. If you're a shop management system or a software company, but you're trying to do marketing and you're trying to do credit card processing and you're trying to do all this stuff because you're, you know, the the focus, you're, you're never going to be better than the company that does this full time for the last 10, 20 years 
and you're just trying to start it now. And I think that that ease of use from the from the customer saying, "Oh, I just want to play one company for everything," is a great you know great idea to get to. But what are you losing just for that convenience of only paying one bill? You know, like Kurt said, I think it's that expertise that you use experts, the best in every field, and you bring them all into one place. That's magic. I, I just, I don't know why it's popping. And I'm not comparing either of you or any of the stuff to Walmart. But, you know, one of the things we always when we hear from members and they, well, I, the, I, I don't want to be as expensive as this place down the street or um, whatever. But it's like, there's only one cheapest in town. There's only one, you know, so regardless of what end of the spectrum you're on, you're going to be the best website developer, be the best advertiser, whatever it is. There, there's only one of those, right? And so you have to understand what it is you're doing. And so for the people that are just looking for those shortcuts and the cheapest thing and the, the whatever, or they want to give the cheapest service, there, there's only one of those and you can't, there's just one. So, yeah. so why be that? Why fight it? And why be the invitation and why be the, all right, we just do a lot of things, but just not great. So. Yeah. And if it's all about price, I mean, obviously price is important. And you want to make sure that you're not getting hosed and, and beat up um, on, you know, in, in places that you shouldn't be. But if it all comes down to price, you know, like you said, like a lot of times it's you get what you pay for. And absolutely, if, if, if you're just going for the cheapest price, you may not be getting the best quality. And if you really focus on helping your customers, getting the best service out there, growing your business, you can pay for the best vendors. You can pay for the best things that is going to help grow your business and, and give your customers the best experience. And then as that grows, you know, you have the best in the industry for all the different segments you need, you know, you're going to turn out to be the best in the industry in your segment. So true. So true. Kirk, let me ask you, or and, and Jesse, you can jump in as well. One of the things that when, when I asked you to come on here to talk about this was you both were stressing the importance of getting it right when it comes to your your business management tech stack and how the wrong tools make a big impact, the wrong kind. And every business owner, regardless of what industry they're in, for us, it's the, the automotive. If you're using the wrong tool for the job, it's, it's, it's not going to, you know, that's what all the memes are from, right? That you're like, this person used a this a jackhammer to get a screw out of the wall or, a, you know, there's always all these things because somebody used the wrong tool. And I always, those memes are such a great visualization to me because the, yes, it might not be that, that drastic of a something, but it, it can be. So how, how does somebody pick what, what technology things should I stack? How, how, how do they even go about? Cause I think people are also overwhelmed today and there's so much technology and my gosh, if you know, you're not talking about, AI, GPT, whatever right now either. That's like, okay, we don't care about anything else. Let's just go on to this. We don't have anything else working properly, but by golly, I'm going to throw my words in there. So how do they focus and say, here's really what I need to pay attention to and how do I figure out what makes sense to, to put together? Well, I can start. I, I think a lot of it is making sure that the the company that you're talking to and the people that are trying to promote their specific product or, you know, in their partners is vested in you, right? Is, is making sure that they're really taking the time to get to know more about your business and what you're doing day to day, as opposed to what we like to call in this feature dumping, right? All about them, them, them. 
you know, really taking the time to understand where their goals are today, but not even just so today, but 10 years from now, uh, because often, you know, we have people that are retiring, you know, are their kids going to take over the business? What's going to happen then? So you want you want software, you want technology to work great for you today and see the benefits and the value, but then also have the capabilities and the bandwidth to grow with you as your company continues to evolve. So I think that's that's very crucial is making sure you're working with a with an outfit who's really going to take the time to understand your business model and what your vision is uh, moving forward. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's a great. Huge point. Kim, I, I relate it back to kind of what you guys do on the coaching side. Uh, before you pick the, the software and the technology and, and, and the things you need to get the job done, you have to put the, the processes in place to do the job. So SOPs, standard operating procedures, I think are the first step is making sure you know how to run your business correctly and the, all the things in your business to, to grow it. And then you can plug in the technology where you need it. So, you know, for a shop management system, obviously that's kind of the, the heart of the business. Everything kind of runs through that. But if you don't have a good standard operating procedure on, on how you're going to check out customers, you know, then you don't know which system to use to fit your procedures. So I think from, from a, getting a coaching standpoint or getting a coach in there to, to help you with that or getting you know, your business in line and knowing what you want to do and where you want to, how you want to do it, and then starting to plug in the technology is, is a good start. Thank you for saying that. Of course, hearing that somebody should get with coach is makes my heart sink. But in addition to that, that wonder, those wonderful words of wisdom, so many times we look at the 100% only answer to be the software, the technology, when we don't have the other things set up, like you said, the SOPs, the, the, your mission or vision and all of those things that, and, and your goals, a lot of businesses don't have goals or goal is to get through today to get through tomorrow. And so if, if you don't know where you're going and, and have that business strategy and I see all the time and I'm going to use a DVI for an example right now, because it's something I think that everybody knows. If you have a horrible process and your technicians are not ha- held accountable for doing a complete and thorough courtesy inspection, the DVI is not going to magically make that happen. Right. If you have a strong foundation and you say, this is our mission and vision, and we really truly believe in keeping everybody on as safe as possible on the road and educating them then that piece of technology becomes a tool to help you enhance and solidify and keep that process consistent and not the other way around. I I see so many shops spend money on whether it's technology, you know, physical tool or anything else, because somebody's not doing something. So they're like, Oh, we're going to get this. And it makes it amazing miracle, but they don't train the people on it. They don't reinforce the why and all of those things. So that, that I'm so happy that you brought that up because there, there isn't any magic bullet. There's a lot of wonderful things out there. If we partner with the right people and get the right training and learn how to use it, but it still comes down to, you have to, like you said, understand your business. You have to be able to know where you're going or it's just, it's just going to be another thing on the pile that, that we're not using. Right. So why do you think that it's taken so long for, and I, I'm going to say not just our industry, but to integrate 
the the payment processing into whatever your point of sale system is because it that it, it just makes things so much easier when it's just not ten different things and fifty different things that you're signing and all of that. Why why the heck did it take so long? Yeah, I think I think people just uh, had a bad taste in their mouth about switching. I mean, in our in our industry, from credit card processing, shop owner specifically, uh, I'm sure in other industries get calls from credit card processors, you know, 20 times a week. And they're, it, they're like the car warranty. Yeah. I'm still getting calls from my 1997 Ford Expedition. Your warranty, you know, our record show, you yeah. know, whatever by now. And it's like, I'm another car in 20 yeah. years. And it's always, from our standpoint, <laughs> it's always like, hey, I can save you money. I can save you money. And you're like, you don't even know anything about my business. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so having it integrated, uh, I think a lot of people uh, or, or businesses just had it set up. They didn't want to mess with it. I didn't, you know, I broke it last time. I had all these issues, you know, I just don't want to mess with it again. But the benefits, once you actually do that is huge. Um, so just streamlining the process, we, we were talking about SOPs, standard operating procedures. If you can get a checkout procedure in place, having eliminating the whole receipt process, it just cuts out a step of that. And then it's a shorter procedure. It's easier to train your team. If you can click a button in your software and it lights up that amount on the credit card terminal and the customer puts in their own credit card, like checking out at a grocery store, they digitally sign on the screen. There's no room for human error. There, there's no fat fingering, you know, and, and typing in the wrong amount because it's automatically done through the software. There's no stapling receipts to the invoice anymore. It's all printed out right on the software. It's all stored in the software. So you don't have to save receipts in a box somewhere for seven years in case of an audit. And I'm laughing, thinking about one time there was some kind of credit card dispute. And by the time I went up in the attic of my shop and went through 500 boxes, the stupid ink had evaporated or whatever off that thermal paper. There wasn't anything on there anyway. Thermal paper. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I don't miss those. I don't miss those days at all. And when you when you have something like that, that this is a perfect example of, of a tool or resource that enhances your SOPs. We have to get a signature. We have to make sure the customer is aware and they understand what they're paying. We have to do all of those things. And so this is a tool that helps reinforce the process and procedure, right? And it's not another like brand new thing that we're going to add this other 500 steps to it, because that's the other thing that employees and internal customers are really giving pushback for when companies keep adding all of these things that in their head doesn't make sense. And it makes a, what, what is that saying? Rick Johnson always talks about one of our coaches, the Rube Goldberg, that the competition where you take a opening a can of soda and you build a big machine to you pour water in it and the dominoes fall and a ball hits and it pulls up something to open it. And it, you know, we have to really, be conscientious of, will this truly streamline things and and create a better experience for both our internal and external customers? So in a case like this, when that's streamlined, I mean, that's a win-win for everybody, right? I mean, the business is going to have better accuracy for their record keeping. The service advisor saving a couple steps now because they're not filing and stapling and, and, oh, that pen doesn't work. If, my God, how many times I go to sign something somewhere 
their stupid pen doesn't work. Then they give me a piece of cardboard to put under it. And I'm like, that doesn't work. And then they give me something else. And then I'm like trying to write and this one doesn't, I mean, and for the customer, right? So this is a perfect example of a win all around. It's great for the customer, the internal, the external, and it's great for the business. Yeah. And it's, you know, you said it, it's, it's, is this improving your process? And you should always be improving the process. Obviously putting the process in place is the first step, but then evaluating it, looking at all your processes in your shop, um, you know, with the coaching, you guys have KPIs, those key performance indicators that you guys need to look at every, uh, every month, every week, you know, for, for the shop owners, if they're not paying attention to that stuff, it can go months, weeks, you know, however long. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my business is tanking. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. Well, have you been looking at this every month? And I know, you know, with you guys at, you know, at ATI, uh, having those KPIs is is really important. Um, Actually, and I know Kirk has built a lot of stuff in with with Shop Boss um, on how to report those. You know, Kirk, what what is it? Boss, Boss Board or something like that that you guys have? Yeah, so we have a boss board, but then also um, something we just launched called a PPH, profit per hour. So really, you can get even more detail with your KPIs to make sure, are you making money on specific jobs? You know, a lot of times we just look at the job itself to see. Uh, but yeah, Jesse, you're right. the KPIs and all the metrics that you look at is very, very important. So a lot of the partners and the, and the, pro- and the processing that comes into that it's something that companies cannot do without this day and age, especially if you want to stay competitive. But then also um, the nervousness of audits, thats that gets scary. And if you don't have your ducks in a row, per se, it's something that can really come back and bite you. So and, and as you mentioned, Kim, you can't rely on the, on the papers that are up in your attic that the ink's wearing out. And hopefully after hours and hours of trying to find something, you know, so just the time spend there alone and the lack of efficiency. I'm uh, laughing at myself because if after the whatever hours, there would have been something at the end of it. But I, I kind of felt like when they opened Al Capone's thing, <laughs> like this whole thing, and then it bust open the wall and it was empty and it was like all this time. And um, so you, you just mentioned about having the metrics and the reports that you built in for your customers so they can track these things. How do we get business owners to start looking at those things? You know, even if you think about their P&L, when when we get a lot of times a new member and a new client and the first things we do is go through their P&L with them to make sure that they understand where they are, where do they want to go? We start to help build a plan. And so many times, or I don't know what's in there. I don't know what that accounts for. I don't know how they record my inventory. I don't know. I don't know. In the same thing with the software. So we'll say, can you pull a report from your software? Like, let's try to look through there and sort of work backwards. And I could try to help you figure out where some of these things. And they're like, I don't know how to get that number or that report in my software. I don't know how to figure that out. It's at their disposal, their fingertips. How do we get business owners to pay more attention to those things and, and spend some time learning the wonderful resources that they have. I think a lot of it is just uh, awareness and ongoing education and stressing the importance. And that's what your group does so well as well with the coaches and whatnot to really spend that time with them and stress the importance. Again, we talked earlier about the why, you know, really say why this is so vital and why it's so important for them to make sure that, you know, they have one access 
to the reporting that's needed, but then also uh, understanding of how to get there and uh, not through just maybe one person within their organization because people come and go, right? So you don't want everything in one person's head. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because I (laughs) can't tell you how many times you hear that too. You don't know how to use whatever. You don't know how to run a credit card. You don't have, no, so-and-so got the training and they left. Okay. (laughs) What? So we just don't do it now. We don't like. Exactly. So, you know, really staying in touch with your suppliers and continue to train, continue to evolve, not just take it for day one. And hey, I understand business owners get very, very busy. The shop, uh, you know, technicians are down right now. So they're just going, grinding and grinding. But the importance of it, even though you can't see the immediate result, is so significant on the upfront time that you spend to really learn your systems, the ins and outs, and utilize the resources that you have. Again, whether it be the coaches, whether it be you know your suppliers, the people you're getting the software from, or your credit card processing from, etc. They're providing a service. Make sure to take advantage of that service and continue to educate yourself. How much time do you think that? Because for some people, the point of sale system is like just inventing a cure for some kind of dizzy. I mean, they, they, most business owners, and again, this is every, because I have friends in every industry and it's, I have the same conversations because they'll ask me something and I'm like, well, what is your, whatever, how many repeat customers do you have? Whatever it is. They're like, I don't know. Well, don't, don't, don't you bring them up in your point of, yeah. Well, how's it? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, can, can we get on the phone and call and ask your rep or whoever? How do you, is there a Facebook page? Is there a, what? But I mean, realistically, if somebody wanted to stay up on whatever their point of sale, it, it, it's not that hard. Like how much time would you say? Like, listen, do yourselves a favor, set aside 15 minutes a week or a half hour a week to kind of comb through new features or anything. What What's your recommendation on that? Yeah, I think... You know, like you said, it's it's a it's a learning curve. But once you learn it and you know what you're looking for, it gets easier and easier. And so it's it's getting over that initial hurdle of like, you know, all right, what am I actually looking for? What's important in my business? You know, you need like you said, you need to know, you know, car count. You need to know your ARO. You need to know your labor rates, you know, your effective labor rate and like things like that for the automotive industry. But every industry has your, you know, KPIs. So once you know what you're looking for, then use your shop management system or your software or whatever to make a very simple report or make it very easy for you to find that information. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of our shop owners that are customers of ours that are, are looking at this stuff daily, if not multiple times a day. Right. And just making sure they're, they're keeping track of these types of things. But I think it's really important for the shop management systems to make it simple. You know, these are, you know, things that these these shop owners or business owners probably didn't get into that business because they loved looking at P&Ls and loved, you know, pulling all these reports. It's, I love the car industry, so I'm a, I got into repair. And it, this is something that a lot of these guys didn't go to business school to learn how to run a business. But it's the only way you're really going to be successful. You got to know if these numbers are off, what do I do to fix them? And that's, you know, that's where the technology can come in to make it as simple as possible. So you're not having to do all this math and equations and pulling in 17 different numbers. 
you can click a button in the software, you can see what your KPIs are, you can see what they should be. And then are you up, are you down, where are you? And learning what to do to fix those is the, is the recipe for success. For sure. What, what I see with most people, and you know, I'll tell you, I did the same thing with my phone or any of my computer things, get something new and I learn enough to use it and get by and do the same things that I was before. I get a new iPhone. I just want to know how to text my kids, how to answer the phone and say, hey, Siri, remind me to do this. I, I'm sure that this phone does 500 other things that would be very useful to me, but I don't take the time to learn it because here's what I need in the moment. Once it's up and running, then I sort of, I'm not in that pain or whatever, you know, I don't have a catalyst to figure out how else can this improve my life? So I, I you know, easily could buy a $20 flip phone and have all of the same features that I have on this, but I keep telling myself, well, one day I'm going to sit and start watching whatever the tutorial or YouTube and I, and I don't. And I see that with everything with people. I, 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 my friend just bought a brand new car the other day and she's like, I don't have any idea what this is. And I said, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to go, you know, spend time at the dealership? You're going to go online. Or, and she said, no, I can put my key in it. I can go. And, um, I know how to turn on the radio and I don't care about the other stuff. So it's like, you know, the, you buy a car with, all of these other features. And it's the same thing with technology and software. So I, I just hope that people start looking at the things they have and the tools and, and saying, how can this enhance our business, you know, enhance our experience for the customers, both internal and external, make everything more efficient because we, we really are wasting a lot of our time with not utilizing some of the things that, that can be offered. You know, Kim, I, I kind of equate it to um, going to the gym, right? The first time you go to a gym, one, you don't know where anything's at and you feel like you've literally wasted your time because you're trying to find things. It's your first time, not to mention the fact that afterwards and during, there's a lot of pain associated with it. Right? <laughs> and you feel that. But then as you continue to go and continue to learn, I mean, how do you, you know, how you feel after? you know, your efficiency is so much better now, you know, and take a workout that used to took you two hours, you can get it down to an hour. It's no different from learning new systems. You know, there's going to be pain. And that's one thing we really focus with our customers to let you know is there's going to be some upfront costs that you got to put in, but we promise you, if you do that due diligence, you will love the reward that you get from it. And then it's up to the customer, you know, and how they want to approach that, the shop owner and how they want to go with that. But yeah, there's definitely with anything you do, there's a, there's pain. Even just that first time on that new iPhone, right? It's still pain just to even do something uh, simple. I um, but going into, I think with that and setting that expectation that this is what it's going to be and that way they're expecting it, I, I think is huge. I love that analogy. It's so perfect. Well, I really appreciate both of you joining me today and trying to put a little light on this and, you know, just... You got to be careful. Everybody's time and money is worth so much. And you got to look at, at, at the people that could truly be your partner and understand where you're going and uh, not get away from all these jack of all trades and, and, and master of none. So I, I'll let you gentlemen have the final words. Jesse, we'll, we'll 
start with you. What what final words do you have for our audience? Yeah, I appreciate the the time and having having us on, Kim. Um, I would say just in general, like you know, we focus in the automotive industry, but it's it's the same probably in in every industry. Do your research, you know, find out who's out there and see, talk to your peers, find out who everybody else is using for certain products, whether it's, you know, payments or shop management and things like that and see how they like it. And then do your due diligence, get out there, incorporate it. Cause if you can get the, the right customer, right uh, vendors and have them all working through some central hub, like a shop management system with shop boss, that's your central nervous system for your business and you're plugging everything into that. You got the best of the best in every segment. Your peers are, you know, working with those companies and then you can just have that whole operating system ready to go. You got your standard operating procedures that you're focusing on with ATI and with your coaching company. And, you know, then you really get things moving. So I, I think that's a great process. Thank you. And Kirk, final words for you. Definitely, Kim, again, thank you. Um, and just to let you know, Kim, uh, this is my rookie appearance of doing a podcast. So thank you so much for uh, having me on. I, I greatly appreciate it. But no, I, I echo everything Jesse just stated. Do your homework. Have as much uh, information on your business as possible that you can provide. Uh, lean on your coaches. You have them for a reason. So, you know, sometimes we tend to be a little prideful at times because it's been our baby. And so when someone comes in and says, we're doing something wrong, the first thing we want to do is like, no, we're not, you know, so be receptive, lead on the coaches. But also as you look at partners and as you look at dealing with other companies, you know, learn more about them as well. As Jesse said, do your research, focus on where they're at today, but what are their future growth plans? Are they going to grow with you? I mean, do they have a plan as well? Are they going to evolve? Software is constantly evolving. So, again, you don't want to be caught back in the times because you're getting in now. And then three years from now comes obsolete because it's continued to evolve so much. So uh, the biggest thing is, yeah, do your research, lean on a company that's going to love on you and take care of you over or under promise and over deliver. Well, thank you for those words. And I'm, I'm shocked to hear this is your first podcast appearance and you're better on here uh, than, than I am. So I, I got, I got to get back to work with this, uh, this stuff because you're natural. So I appreciate you joining me and all of the links will be below for, for both, um, shop boss and 360 payments and to reach out to them and, they're, they're pretty great guys. So I'm sure if you have some questions that maybe may not exactly pertain to what they have, they'll, they'll, they'll be happy to help you out too, to, to give you some guidance. So look for that information and everybody else stay safe, make good choices and stay inspired. And I will be back next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.